0: And welcome to the final episode of 2019. Yes,
1: the last listener's episode of 2019. Woo!
0: This is the last regular episode of 2019 as well. Patrons, you get one more. Tamara. Manana, yes. Yes. Thank you every Spookster who sent in a story this year. If you would like to have your story read, go ahead and send those to us. We'll tell you a little bit about how to do that later. But that's Jessica. Oh, my God. I'm so rude. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it's the end of the year. And it's like in real time. It's before Christmas. So I'm like, Christmas. Sorry, guys.
1: (laughs) But that's Jessica. And I'm Tara. Hello. Hello. I interrupted you. So I ruined your flow. Sorry.
0: (laughs) It's okay. No, my flow is never ruined by you. You are a friend of the... Uh, Let's not go down. that. I don't even know where I'm going with that. (laughs) It's been a long day and it's nighttime and I'm excited to be here to read Spookster stories because it is the listener episode. Mm -hmm. If this is your first ever Three Spook Girls listen um, each month, Tara and I read ghoulie stories from our listeners and we do other fun things throughout the month. But this is a very special episode because it's all about our listeners. Yes, yes. So before we get into those stories, let's get down to business and then we'll move on. You can find all of our information on how to contact us, how to hang out with us, how to, well, I mean, like virtually hang out with us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm still an awkward person in real life. So (laughs) (laughs) in the show notes below, Tara has added a beautiful, wonderful, magnificent link tree that has all the links to everything you need to know, our merch store, our Facebook Instagram and Twitter; those handles are all at Three Spooked Girls. If you want to be part of our Facebook group, it's Three Spooked Girls Official. It's a fun group. There's some great conversation right now. The biggest conversation is about our Secret Santa.
1: Mm -hmm. Lots of cool stuff.
0: Yeah, you got to go check that out. Like I said, our merch store is on there, and a link to our Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can by going to the link in the link tree or to going to patreon.com/slash Three Spooked Girls. There are a myriad of levels that you may choose from if you would like to support. Everything from a dollar on gets bonus content. Everything from $5 and up gets video content and a special Facebook group. All of the details are listed out there on each tier, so you can go check that out. And if you would like in the future to have your story read like these next individuals, the best way to submit that to us is through our email, which is threespookedgirls at gmail.com and we would love to read your stories.
1: Yes. And you can submit true crime stories as well in the history of listeners encounters. We've only had one. I know those are a little more rare to come by, but if you have anything from like your hometown, childhood, or anything in your day-to-day life that kind of fits that mold as well, you're always welcome to send those stories too. I'm not sure if people remember we do take true crime ish stories or not since Mm. these are always paranormal but uh we happily will take either one of your stories
0: yes that true crime story was fun it was about finding a dead body in the woods (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear your story, go ahead and submit that. We're calling December listeners. Well, it's the December dude listeners, because all the (laughs) (laughs) submissions we have this month were from guys. Yes. (laughs) So thank you so much. Normally it is very uneven mixed bag that we were looking and we're like, oh, okay. Mm hmm. Not so much. So Tara's going to go ahead and kick us off with our first story.
1: So my first story comes from James. James writes, My uncle and aunt live in a very old house. The house itself is an old hall in the Yorkshire Dales and is very large and a long property circa the 1700s. While renovating the area of the property, plaster was removed from one of the walls. Under this, a photograph of a beautiful young woman in all black was unearthed, a widow. And it was obvious that this was an old photograph as the image of the woman was pressed straight onto the glass and not paper. On Christmas Day, approximately 20 years ago, I was visiting with my parents and my uncle took us on a tour of the house. He took us to the bedroom in question and showed us the photograph, which had a little shrine with flowers and was now stored away in a jewelry box. The story recounted to us was this. As I mentioned earlier, the photograph had been found. My uncle is a chemist, a man of science, and would not go into detail simply stating that very bad things happened and things started to go wrong as soon as the photograph was unearthed. The photograph was returned to the original location and things settled down. That photo's got some bad juju.
0: hmm I feel like it's, it's gonna be scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we continue the tour of the house and get to the bedroom at the furthest point of the house. The bedroom was used as somewhere we could store our coats and my uncle was telling us all about new furniture they had purchased. At this point, my aunt walked into the room and stood next to me. I knew she was there as I could see her out of the corner of my eye, dressed in black, and she is not tall. I could also feel her presence next to me and I turned to speak with her, but no one was there. As the day came to a close, my father asked me to go and collect our coats. I have to be honest, I was rather apprehensive. I went upstairs and stood at the furthest point of the long hallway of the house. I told myself to get a grip, and I walked down the hall into the room. Never before or since have I felt like this. The heckle stood up on my neck, and I felt an electric feeling going from the base of my spine to my neck. We were talking about real animal caveman fight or flight. I grabbed the coats and left the room as quickly as humanly possible. Interestingly, when I spoke with my uncle, he told me another story. The bedroom where I had the experience is directly above the living room. Sometimes, the door to that room and the door to the bedroom would open and noise could be heard upstairs. The only people who live at the hall are my uncle and aunt. The scientist and my uncle investigated what was happening, and neither he nor his wife were doing anything. They usually go together when this happens, and their cats weren't being playful and stretching themselves to open them. Could it be a draft or wind? Unlikely, as the doors are on latches. So someone would have to open and close the latch. Previously, many years in the past, a circular stair had been in that location, The house has had a very unique history and was once used by monks. Perhaps a monk was still making his way to the bedroom. It's also interesting to note that the bedroom my uncle and aunt use is the furthest point in the house to the mysterious room. Another thing which is telling. My father does not have belief in spirits, etc. However, he states that he would never stay in that room as it has a very, very creepy vibe. The end. Yeah, no. Mm Mm-mm. No, with like. That picture, and then yeah, I'm not visiting nope, your nope, aunt, No,pe uncle. bad things happened, and then they put it back and stuff. Try to settle down. Yeah, something was not very happy. Yeah, it sounds horrifying. Right. So we're going to take a quick break and we have our patron shout out to do this month. We want to say thank you to Samantha, Amy, Lexi, Zane, and also to Melissa for increasing to our $5 tiers. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you and we're just always so blown away when we get new patrons each and every month. So thank you guys so much for supporting our show.
0: Yes, thank you. We appreciate it so much. It helps support the show, and we like making special content for you guys. Okay, well, I think you got our our next story here. I do. It's from Mike, and I am excited to read it. Mike's story is, When I was about 17, my mom, sister, and I moved from a tiny three-bedroom apartment in downtown Bristol, Rhode Island, to a two-bedroom condo near a main road. No spooky history, just a complex built in the 80s or so. Since I was 17 and allegedly approaching adulthood and all of that, my mother and sister got the bedrooms and I slept on a fold-out couch in the living room. Being the idiot teenager I was, and overall night owl, I would stay up late every night. I started to notice after a while, I would hear the door creak every night. I started to pay attention and notice that it would creak at the same time, every night, around 10.26, I think. There was one time when we were all up at that hour and I heard the creak and without missing a beat, I said the time. My mom asked how I knew that and I told her about what I had noticed. She fluffed it off. Big time Catholic, didn't believe in ghosts and very done with my shit by this time. <laughs> Aren't all parents done with our shit at that time? Right. <laughs> like 17, they're like, Mm-mm, get out. <laughs> As Dr. Phil said, you should not want to stay. <laughs> Fast forward about a year and a half. It's early 2000 and my daughter, Shane, had been born and I was taking her on Tuesdays and Thursday nights and every other weekend. One Saturday afternoon, I laid her down for a nap after feeding her. She was about eight months old. Her crib was in the dining room on the opposite side of the condo. It wasn't very big, maybe 50, 60 feet from front door to back door. And I was sitting on the couch. I suddenly hear her mobile start playing. And the first thing I think is, uh, it happens. No, it
1: doesn't. (laughs)
0: Several bars from the song it played, I got up, checked her. She was fast asleep, but her mobile was going and it was really cold around her crib. My mom's back door was fairly solid, so it wasn't a draft or anything. I freaked the fuck out, scooped up my sleeping child, brought her to the couch, built a quasi-fort blanket with the coffee table, chairs, and pillows so she wouldn't roll off. Went outside, chain-smoked after calling my best friend to come over and calm me down.
1: The end. Well, at least you got your kid away from it because it's like the movies where they're always just like, "Man, it's fine. It's fine. Let's let it happen <laughs> 45 million more times. And then the demon takes my child.
0: <laughs> right. They always just let the kids stay. And then later on, it's like 10 years later. Flash forward. The kid's like demon possessed. So good job, Mike. You got your kid out of that shit.
1: Fuck for real. Good, good job. OK, well, this one's. Our last story for the evening, morning, whatever time of day you're reading this. But what's super exciting about this one, we fucking love when you guys send us stories on places we've covered.
0: Ooh.
1: I don't know. Those always just make me like extra excited. Yeah. So this comes from Richard, one of our listeners, and this is about the Rolling Hills Asylum. Five and Up patrons will know about that because I did a live stream on it in their Facebook group. But you might have seen a post I did on Instagram and stuff saying I was talking about it. But yeah, super, super cool. So Richard writes, I just commented on your Instagram post that I'd been to Rolling Hills Asylum, R-A-H from now on, and had stories slash pictures to include, which he did send me and I'll post on the episode posts for you guys so you can check that out. He says, Merry fucking Christmas, because boy, this is some shit. LOL. (laughs) LOL. So in 2014, my senior psychology class decided to take a trip to Rolling Hills Asylum to study past treatments, quote, quote, used for mental and physical conditions that are much more humanely treated today. Now, it's worth noting that this trip was during the day, so there was never this huge expectation of encountering anything over the top. We got there and began our tour of the entire facility, which is way bigger than we all anticipated. The building itself is a roller coaster, long hospital-like hallways, old residence rooms, and even classrooms, funeral rooms, and a chapel. Not to mention it looks as if it closed yesterday. Wheelchairs, fully made beds, and toys are placed as if this is an Airbnb at night. <laughs> that's a little creepy. <laughs> Which I will say, there's this room called the Christmas room, and it's permanently decorated like Christmas. It's really sweet, though. Sorry, I'm interrupting his story. It's really sweet, though, because that's where, like, children would get to see Santa. But they, they've left it. It's sad, but it's like kind of scary looking. <laughs> anyway, back to the story. Sorry. This place was actually really, really cool. Going through different rooms and learning what part they served in the buildings, extremely dark past, was chilling to say the least. Until we got to a room that was an absolute no for me. The doll room. That's right. A room with shelves entirely filled with dolls. Thanks, but I'm good though.
0: I'm with Richard though. Uh, fuck to the no. <laughs> right. No, no. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I saw Chucky.
1: Right? Especially if they're porcelain dolls. No fucking thank you. Mm -mm. Get the fuck out of here with that. Right. I stood outside of the room with my friend while everyone else piled in. Looking to my left, I saw this long ramp heading down what must have been the next floor, but the bottom of it was pretty much pitch black in the middle of the day. Not too long after getting to this spot, I hear a woman, probably around 30s to 40s in age, scream at the top of her lungs as if she was running from something. Oh my god, I know what he's talking about. Ah! I know which ghost he's talking about. I tried to tell myself that I was hearing things because this was too unbelievable, until I looked to my friend who had the same oh shit look on his face that I did. He heard it too. Come to find out, this is a normal thing to hear, and the ramp that I referred to led to the morgue. Yay me! I have a couple other stories, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to refer to the pictures I've attached. One that you guys will see, uh, there's a suit hanging is in the morgue where the screen was from. The suit in the picture will sometimes swing towards someone if asked a question. Think of it as a dowsing rod. Mind you, this is in the underground basement with no breeze whatsoever. Hmm. I also think that the metal table next to it shows a 1920s style portrait of a woman in the bottom right corner of it. I seem to be the only one to see this, though. The next picture, you're going to want to turn your brightness all the way up. I took this in the pitch black room, minus the small window in the back that didn't do a whole lot, without flash. Towards the bottom of the picture, you'll hopefully see a mist that contains the face of a man. See it? I see a full face with a mustache slash beard. I legit have no explanation for this one. That's all I'm going to include for this one, but if you'd like, I can email back with the rest of my stories. Please feel free to post the pictures that I sent onto your socials. Yay! I will. And Richard, yes. Oh my god, send the stories. Send the stories. We want to hear
0: all the stories.
1: Yes. Yeah. And if you're a Five and Up patron and you missed that live stream, it's still up there. It's a really interesting place. I I don't even know how I accident I accidentally came across it on YouTube or something, and then I just started researching, it, and I was like okay, this is happening. This is happening. So it's really, it has a lot of activity. So I'm not surprised you have some stories, (laughs) but it's a cool place. But um, yeah, that's Richard's story.
0: Yay. Thank you, Richard, James, and Mike, for sending in your stories this month. Like we've mentioned before, if you would like us to read your story on an episode, go ahead and send them to us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. We look forward to it, and um, we will see you in the new year. Bye. Bye, guys.